Hey, how's it going, man? It's uh, good to see you here. So happy you're here. I really, truly appreciate you. It's Friday, May 28th, 2021. Friday, May 28th, 2021. Season 2, Episode 2. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. Uh, that's what you Google, uh, Google to find me. Uh, tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast. I'll show up right at the top of the search. I truly appreciate you. I really do. Uh, um, and, and bring someone along with you today or over the weekend. Say, hey, check this guy out. He's been doing it for a year and he, and, and, uh, he hates it, but he still does it. <laughs> Uh, or, uh, you know what? You can tweet to me questions, insights, or if you want to fight with me, bring it on. Uh, tweet to me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. Um, when I talk to uh, talk about cops doing wrong, you know, and I've had a lot of... We've talked about my experience with the police and, and how I was abused and how I was uh, thrown in jail for something that I didn't do and how I, I was eventually cleared... Uh, for furtherance of justice because they withhold videotape uh, of the crime. And they knew all along it wasn't me. Um, but when I talk about cops doing wrong, it isn't usually, it doesn't usually involve pedophile cops. Okay? So uh, Clarence Green, 23-year-old, and his brother, 16-year-old, were driving down the street on New Year's Day in Baton Rouge, Louisiana last year when police detained and then strip-searched the two men in broad daylight. One of the officers, Sergeant, I believe it's Sergeant Ken Kamalo, I'm, I, I've been trying to figure out exactly which, which officer did what, but I believe it's uh, Sergeant Ken Kamalo. I, I could be wrong about this. Pulled down Green's underwear, exposing and touching his genitals... Uh, the teen told him that he couldn't do that, and the cop responded, I can. And this this is what happens. I mean, I, I was pulled over here in Hollywood once by the police, and I argued with the cop. And I always do argue with the cop because they're criminals, every single one of them, 100%. So I argued with him about why he was pulling me over because I didn't do anything wrong. And he said, quote, I can give you a ticket for anything I damn please, and a judge is going to believe me. That's what he said to me. And that's what cops are. That was recent. That was only a few years ago. Anyway. And uh, the cops then also did the same uh, to his brother. You know, reached down, pulled his underwear down, fondled him. Uh, looking for drugs, supposedly. The Green family filed a federal lawsuit against the city and won 35000 civil rights settlement last week, according to uh, the uh, local station. The case was dismissed after the settlement. Uh, the incident, which happened because cops were looking for drugs, was recorded on police body cam footage. I, you know, let me just say, that attorney sucked. That should have been $3.5 million, not $35,000. Are you kidding me? That kind of a violation? This is unbelievable. But let's just add insult to injury. The pedophile cops are still on the force. After cops strip-searched the brothers, they brought the teen to his family home. In body cam video, Green can be seen asking his mother to call an attorney. That's when Officer Troy Lawrence Jr. tells the handcuffed 23-year-old sitting in the police car, 
If you don't shut the fuck up, I'm going to come in and fuck you up. Threatening a witness. This cop needs to be in prison. Both of them need to be in prison. During this exchange outside the home, another cop, Sergeant uh, Kem Kamalo, can be seen on body cam footage entering the house and then drawing his gun, then walking around the residence. Green was jailed for months after the incident because cops allegedly found a gun on him. Really? The, the fake planting thing? Allegedly fake planting? We're going to go with that? That extra gun, that extra backup gun that you have, uh, whatever, numbers filed off so it's not uh, connected to you? Really? We're going to go with that. Green, we know cops do it. We already know it. Green was ultimately indicted for unlawful possession of a firearm. He was sent in jail for several months until the government abruptly sought to drop the charges with little explanation. Uh, the federal judge overseeing the case, uh, Judge Br Brian A. Jackson of the U.S. District Court for the Middle District of Louisiana wrote, the state agents in this case, demonstrated a serious and wanton disregard for the defendant's constitutional rights, first by initiating a traffic stop on the thinnest pretext that thing, uh, uh, most definitely. They do that all the time. It's, do I smell marijuana? Do I smell alcohol? Do I smell marijuana? Hmm. And they've already found that that is way too thin in several cases. Uh, and then by haphazardly invading the defendant's home, weapons drawn to conduct an unjustified warrantless search. Such an intrusion in abject violation of the protections afforded by the Fourth Amendment of the United States Constitution, which protects citizens against unwarranted governmental intrusions in their homes, may justifiably be considered to be a trespass subject to prosecution under Louisiana law. And I hope they prosecute these cops. I want these cops in prison. You don't fondle children. All of the officers involved in this incident have continued to work on the force and no punishment has been handed down for the cop who exposed and touched the, uh, the teenager and his older brother or any of the other officers. They're all still on the force. Louisiana State Representative Ted James said uh, he believes qualified immunity or the inability for individual officers to get sued is to blame for disturbing overreach of power by the Baton Rouge cops last year. And, and remember, qualified immunity is one of the things holding up the Justice and Policing Act, the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act. Republicans don't want qualified immunity removed. Republicans are protecting pedophiles. Mitch McConnell is protect, protecting pedophiles. Now that I have your attention, let's try and fix the world. A group of Senate Republicans has, uh, have uh, unveiled a $928 billion infrastructure uh, proposal to counter you know what? Sometimes things go in my head like this sentence. A group of Senate Republicans, it says, has unveiled, which is true when you consider it's a group. But if you consider the word group as several people instead of a single group, it should be have. I'm, I'm so weird when it comes to grammar. A group of Senate Republicans have unveiled a $928 billion infrastructure proposal to counter President 
Biden's plan for nearly $2 trillion bill. But uh, is it really $928 billion or is it just artistic accounting? I mean, really? The proposed outlines a significant increase from the most recent GOP plan of, you know, $568 billion. The new version, well, is actually... Is the new version is actually less if you think about it. <laughs> the new v- version includes additional money for roads, bridges, water, rail, and airports, but the majority of the proposal spending is part of an existing baseline plan for investments. Let me say that in other words. The total new money is just $257 billion. Republicans plan to pay for the vast majority of the spending by repurposing funds Congress has already approved for other projects. They are primarily targeting unspent money meant for COVID-19 relief. Republicans want to take money that was already allocated and use it for something else. You know, sort of like when they take defense spending, like when Trump took defense spending last year and said, oh, you know, I'm going to take some of this defense spending uh, spending from um, uh, from the Pentagon and use it to build a wall. In a statement, White House officials called the Republican counteroffer encouraging I wouldn't have used that word, but said they were concerned about the proposal to use COVID-19 relief funding to pay the plan and that some concerns remained about funding proposals for VA hospitals, rail transit, lead pipes, and climate. Biden said he plans to meet with Republican senators on infrastructure uh, talks next week. Uh, Who is Alan Weisselberg? Assorted news reports have identified Weisselberg, the chief financial officer, of the, uh, that would be the CFO, of the Trump Organization as a key figure in the criminal and civil investigations of the Trump business uh, being conducted by the New York Attorney General and the Manhattan District Attorney who recently impaneled a grand jury to review evidence against the Trump company, its executive, and possibly Trump. Uh, Moreover, the New York Times reported that Weisselberg himself is being criminally investigated for possible tax fraud uh, raising the prospects that the investigators are looking to flip him into cooper- uh, being a cooperating uh, witness. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> now there's more trouble for Weisselberg and Trump. Previously, unreported e- emails show that Weisselberg is tied to the inauguration scandal. Uh, the Trump inauguration case, you've, you've heard of that, I'm sure. I've talked about it before, uh, which is currently being investigated by Attorney General of Washington, D.C., Uh, The inaugural committee grossly overpaid the Trump hotel chains for events far beyond what they would normally charge. And that's what it's primarily about. Man, it's really hitting the fan, ain't it? (laughs) In China, Russia, China, Russia news. Russia, China, Russia, China, China, Russia. Uh, If you remember this week, a previously undisclosed intelligence report surfaced claiming that several researchers at the Wuhan Institute of Virology fell ill in November 2019 and had to be hospitalized. Oh, it's just a minor cold. It wasn't anything special. That's what they're saying. Under mounting public pressure, Biden ordered the intelligence community to intensify its efforts to re-examine how the virus originated, including the possibility that it emerged from a lab accident. Naturally, China had something to say about that. Nuh-uh, you did it to me. I didn't do it to you. You did it to me. Whatever you say bounces off me and sticks to you like glue. That's what they said. That's their official statement. Uh, I think that was an exact quote. I could be wrong. 
Uh, Chinese Foreign uh, Ministry spokesperson Zhao Lijian said, The U.S. doesn't care about facts or truth at all. Neither is it interested in a serious scientific study on the origins. Its only aim is to use the pandemic for stigmatization and political manipulation to shift the blame. Zhao then referred to a Fort Detrick U.S. Army Biomedical Research uh, Laboratory in Maryland that was linked without evidence uh, to the virus by Chinese officials and state media outlets. Uh, so China is saying, hey, you know what? Wasn't me, it was you. Uh, what secrets, he goes, what secrets are hidden in the suspicion-shrouded Fort Detrick and the over 200 U.S. bio labs all over the, wor- all over the world? Zhao added that the U.S. owes an explanation to the world. <laughs> oh, come on, Really? Uh, in uh, Russia, China, Russia, China news, Russia, China, China, Russia, Russia, China. Uh, the Biden administration informed Russia yesterday that it will not rejoin a key arms control pact, even as the two sides prepare for a summit next month between the uh, uh, the leaders. U.S. officials said Deputy Secretary, uh, Deputy Secretary of State Wendy Sherman told the Russians that the administration had decided not to reenter the Open Skies Treaty which had allowed surveillance flights over military facilities in both countries before President Donald Trump withdrew from the pact. I, they don't really need the treaty because the U.S. is going to go over those uh, 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 those sites and Russia can't stop them with, with the uh, spy planes that we have. As a presidential candidate, Biden had criticized Trump's withdrawal uh, uh, as short-sighted uh, from that treaty. Uh, yesterday's decision means only the New START treaty will remain in place. That is the only current arms treaty. Uh, the State Department said the United States regrets the treaty on open skies has been undermined by Russia's violations. In concluding its review of the treaty, the United States therefore does not intend to seek to rejoin it given Russia's failure to take any actions to return to compliance. Further, Russia's behavior, including its recent actions with respect to Ukraine, is not that of a partner committed to confidence building, which I would agree keeps getting worse for Russia. In more Russia, China, Russia, China news, Russia, Russia, China, China, Russia, uh, the hackers behind one of the world's da- uh, worst data breaches uh, ever hit the U.S. governments have launched the new global cyber attack on more than 150 government agencies, think tanks, and other organizations, according to Microsoft. The group, which Microsoft yesterday called Nobelium, targeted 3,000 email accounts at various organizations this week, most of which were in the United States. It believes the hackers are part... Let me just say, don't click on anything in emails. Never click on anything in emails. If you know what it is, don't click on it. Search for it. Find it yourself. That's what I do. I never click on anything in emails. I don't even mouse over anything in emails. There are programs that if your mouse goes over something, it automatically launches it. So don't even mouse over stuff. Anyway, uh, it believes the hackers are part of the same Russian group behind last year's devastating attack on solar winds that targeted at least nine U.S. federal agencies and 100 companies. At the time of the solar winds hack, U.S. intelligence and law enforcement ag- agencies said the group responsible likely originated in Russia, adding that the attack was believed to be an act of espionage. 
The latest disclosure shows how Russia has been undeterred by recent U.S. efforts to hold the Kremlin accountable and bolster cybersecurity following the SolarWinds campaign. Uh, James Lewis, a cybersecurity expert at the Center for Strategic and International Studies, said the Russians have a campaign plan for massive attacks against U.S. targets for which they have no incentive to stop. They aren't afraid of the U.S. response. They are testing the new administration. Today, Kremlin's uh, spokesman, uh, Dmitry Peskov, refused to comment on the specifics of Microsoft's uh, allegations. Uh, the idea that Putin can pull this crap, I, honestly, after announcing a summit with Biden is disturbing, and Biden should pull out pending the arrest in Russia, uh, an extradition of the hackers. That's what I say. Moving on. At least two Euro, uh, two more Russia-China, 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 China-Russia, uh, at least two European airlines have been refused permission to fly to Moscow by Russian authorities after the carriers requested to fly an alternative route bypassing Belarusian, Belarusian space. Uh, Russia's move uh, underlining uh, Moscow's support for Belarusian President uh, Lukashenko's regime come as the European Union mulls fresh sanctions against Belarus following what leaders have described as the state-sanctioned hijacking of a passenger flight over Belarus uh, on Sunday. And now, uh, Lukashenko is uh, meeting with uh, 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 Vlad Putin in Sochi today in a critical display of Moscow's support for Lukashenko's regime. Uh, and that's a day after the UN Civil Aviation Agency announced it would investigate Sunday's diversion of the Ryanmar, uh, Ryanair, Ryanair, Ryanair plane and, and the arrest of the uh, journalist. Uh, yeah. You know, it's funny. Lukashenko doesn't want Russia, but Vlad Putin does want uh, uh, does want Belarus. They want that country back. So I don't know, man. We'll see what happens. Human rights advocates and journalists applauded the Israel newspaper Haaretz for its unprecedented cover story yesterday featuring the photos and stories <clears throat> of 67 Palestinian children who were killed in the bombing campaign by Israel Defense Forces. Um, this is the price of war, read the uh, headline. Haaretz uh, leans to the center-left editorially, while Israel's mainstream far-right media has not covered the Palestinian casualties of the IDF's military campaigns and the Israelis' government's violent policies. And that's according to the journalist Khalid Diab. The United Nations Commissioner for Human Rights said yesterday that Israel's most recent airstrikes, uh, airstrikes on the uh, Gaza Strip were which killed more than 200 Palestinians and, of course, those 67 children and decimated uh, civilian infrastructure, including schools, may constitute war crimes and also uh, warned that preventing further escalations of violence depends on uh, addressing the fundamental issues of displacement and ongoing op uh, occupation. Uh, Michelle uh, Bachelet's a speech was delivered at a special session of the UN Human Rights Council requested by Pakistan on behalf of the Organization of Islamic Cooperation and Palestine. Uh, the United States, which provided 
uh, diplomatic and military support to Israel throughout its latest assault on the occupied Palestinian territories did not sign up to address the talks where it was uh, has observer status, uh, appearing to shun this ninth session held on Gaza since 2006. Uh, so the U.S. didn't want to show up because they're guilty of war crimes. While it is a violation of international humanitarian law, uh, to locate military assets in densely populated, populated civilian areas or to launch attacks from them. Um, that's, this is by, uh, Bachelet. Uh, uh, she said it in an apparent reference to, uh, Hamas, whose, uh, uh, projectile has only killed 10 people in Israel. One child, uh, to be perfectly open. Uh, I believe it was one child. The actions of one party does not absolve the other from its obligations under international law. In other words, yeah, Hamas shouldn't be doing that, but that doesn't mean, okay, two wrongs don't make a right. You learned that in frickin' kindergarten. Uh, Bachelet noted Israel's attacks on the densely populated Gaza Strip, home to two million people, raised serious concerns of Israel's compliance with the principles of distinction and proportionality under international humanitarian law. If found to be indiscriminate and disproportionate in their impact on civilians and civilian objects, such attacks may constitute war crimes by the U.S. too, since we're aiding. Michael Link, the special rapporteur on the situation of human rights in, Palestine, uh, in the Palestinian territory, occupied since 1967, also addressed the Human Rights Council's 47 member states, uh, the meeting in Geneva. He described Gaza as the world's largest open-air prison where residents are cut off from the outside world by Israel's comprehensive and illegal blockade, which I've talked about many times. The council-appointed experts said that Israel's occupation has become as entrenched and as sustainable as it has become the international community has never imposed a meaningful cost on Israel for acting as an uh, acquisitive, acquisitive and defiant occupying power. It's saying that we're not doing anything to Israel, and that's emboldening them, basically. Moving on, the Biden administration is facing backlash from climate activists and scientists after filing a court briefing Wednesday in defense of major, uh, a major Trump-era uh, Alaska drilling project that expected to produce 160,000 barrels of oil a day over 30 years. A plan that runs directly counter to the White House's stated goal of slashing U.S. carbon emissions. Approved by the Trump administration in October of last year, fossil fuel giants ConocoPhillips uh, multi-billion dollar uh, will, will, excuse me, Willow Master Development Plan aims to establish several new oil drilling sites in part of Alaska's National Petroleum Reserve and construct hundreds of miles of pipeline. More pipeline. Uh, in a briefing submitted uh, in the U.S. District Court for Alaska on Wednesday, Biden administration lawyers defended the Trump agency's decision to greenlight the project. Uh, the Biden administration's filing does not explain how support for the massive uh, drilling project, uh, a, a top uh, a priority of Alaska's uh, Republican Senator uh, Lisa Murkowski and Dan Sullivan, uh, comports with the White House's pledge just last month to cut U.S. carbon emissions in half by 2030. But if you're political, you understand 
Maybe that Lisa Murkowski is doing a lot of voting with Democrats on several Senate bills and including uh, the one uh, to investigate the insurrection that most Republicans will not do. So maybe she's being rewarded for that. It's very possible. After a federal judge rejected $2 billion uh, class uh, action proposal from Bayer. Oh, by the way, we're moving on. Uh, to avert future lawsuits alleging its Roundup uh, herbicide causes cancer, the pharmaceutical and chemical giant announced yesterday that it would consider ending sales of the glyphosate-based weed killer for the residential use in the United States. We've been talking about glyph- glyphosate for weeks now. I mean, stuff is hitting the fan right now. Uh, Mexico, we've been talking about glyphosate. And Europe, uh, it's banned. Uh, Canada, it's banned. Uh, the U.S. still uses it and is trying to sell it to Mexico. All sorts of stuff is going on with this. And the, the company, uh, Monsanto, is now owned by Bayer, which is a German company. Uh, this is just... Uh. In a statement, Bayer said that it will immediately engage with partners to discuss the future of glyphosate-based products in the U.S., residential market, in a move aimed at mitigating future litigation risk. So they're doing it so they won't get sued not because they want to save the planet or stop killing people. None of these discussions will affect the availability of glyphosate-based products in markets for professional and agricultural users, meaning that it's going to get into the food system anyway and cause cancer. On Wednesday, uh, U.S. District Court Judge Vince Shabria in San Francisco, rejected Bayer's $2 billion plan to settle future lawsuits as clearly unreasonable, saying that the uh, that while the proposal would accomplish a lot for Monsanto, it would accomplish far less for Roundup users. Earlier this month, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit's uh, Ninth Circuit in San Francisco upheld a lower court ruling against Monsanto that found that the chemical maker liable for cancer afflicting users of uh, afflicted users of Roundup. Thousands of Roundup users alleged the herbicide gave them non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, which is a cancer of the blood. In addition to being labeled a probable carcinogen by the IARC. Uh, glyphosate has also been found to contaminate soil, water, and air, and been linked to low birth weights. It's time for my favorite segment. Let's call out Bill Nye for being the ass that he is. Bill Nye on glyphosate. And this time I decided to find a quote. This is a quote from Bill Nye after he visited uh, uh, Monsanto. Quote, Glyphosate's really not such a bad thing compared to all the other herbicides. Glyphosate's pretty benign, which I've done research on, and I've decided that's true. This, he said, after meeting with Dr. Robert Fraley, the executive vice president and chief technology officer at Monsanto, I still cannot confirm or deny the size of the pile of money Bill Nye got from Monsanto to decide it's okay to be a shill for corporations promoting poisoning people literally to death. Bill Nye, screw you. Moving on. Two technology groups yesterday filed a lawsuit in Tallahassee Federal Court 
challenging a controversial bill that Governor Ron DeSantis said is aiming at cracking down on social media censorship, but opponents argue is an unconstitutional infringement of free speech. We talked about it. We talked about how it would be just on, I think on Monday, was it Monday that we talked about how this is going to be challenged or was it last week once he signed it? Because uh, he signed it on Monday. Uh, NetChoice and the Computer and Communications Industry Association filed suit against Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody and several other state officials over the anti-big tech bill, which DeSantis DeSantis signed in law Monday. It was among the most contentious measures of the recently concluded legislative session. Uh, the bill requires social media companies to post concrete cr- criteria they use to deplatform users and allows the Florida Elections Commission to fine social media companies up to $250,000 for banning political candidates, among other things. Now, I honestly don't have a problem with, um, uh, uh, with the companies being forced to post concrete criteria, criteria to deplatform users. I don't have a problem with that. I have a problem with them being fined uh, for shutting down uh, politicians uh, who are lying, I had free speech. It's free speech for this private company. That's what it is. It's free speech for this private company to be allowed to do with its uh, with its users as it's please as it pleases. If it doesn't want, if you go up to a store and the and and the store says, "I don't want you as a customer," you're not allowed to be a customer. It's quite simple. Anyway, that's it. <laughs> Episode two. Man, it's so good. I'm so happy that, that, that you guys came uh, today. It, it, it's so good of you. Very nice of you. Um, thanks for listening. Thursday, May 27th, 2021, PVTV, Political Views TV podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Bring someone along with you today or this weekend. Tell your friends to Google Political Views TV podcast. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Tweet to me questions insights or fight with me at cyberclops c-y-b-e-r-c-l-o-p-s and remember always remember government profit is measured by the betterment of the people don't you ever forget it i'm peter lawrence reporting from los angeles